morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, April 2nd, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bulger. And I'm Brett Goodman. And we come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today is Good Friday, and we will talk more about what that means. But first, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord Jesus Christ, on this day, we think about that old rugged cross. We think about the pain and hurt you endured physically, emotionally, spiritually. We think about you on the cross and that you are with all in their suffering, that you have solidarity in all pain and hurt and all oppression and all grief and all shame. God, we thank you that you are a God who knows us intimately. And we thank you for that. Amen. Friends, our passage is from the 19th chapter of John, verses 25 through 30. Meanwhile, standing near the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing beside her, he said to his mother, Woman, here is your son. Then he said to the disciple, Here is your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his own home. After this, when Jesus knew that all was now finished, he said, in order to fulfill the scripture, I am thirsty. A jar full of sour wine was standing there. So they put a sponge full of the wine on a branch of hyssop and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the wine, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Chair, for our Friday fun question, if you won the lottery, what would be the first thing you would buy? A home in the mountains of North Carolina. (laughs) Yeah, that locked and loaded. I had it locked and loaded, yes, that's exactly. I sometimes think it might be a car, um, but well, you got to drive to your home in the mountains of <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but uh, I often tell Brian that like if we won the lottery, like what I want more than anything is someone who would come to my house every day and make breakfast. Like I would wake up every morning to like a giant breakfast, like biscuits and gravy and eggs, and I wouldn't eat the rest of the day. But there you go. <laughs> That's really great. Like in the town that you grew up or like Asheville or? Um, probably like the Highlands area, okay. which yeah, is so really beautiful. close to where I grew up. But gotcha. we have friends there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. What about you? Just real quick. Have you ever seen Highland cattle with their like super shaggy and short? Yes. With, they are. They are adorable. Adorable. Uh-huh. Yes, I have <laughs> seen those. Super cute. That was totally random. That was but to- yes. <laughs> Highland made me think of That's it. That's right. Um. And I, I went to a, an event at Highland Brewing Company, and they had three Highland cows. Stop and it. And it, it was wonderful. That's adorable. Anyways, I would not buy a Highland cow for the first thing if I won the lottery. The first thing that I would do, and I hope all our listeners would also, is I would tithe. <laughs> yes, but the question wasn't, will you tithe? 
The question was, kidding. what's the first thing you would buy? I'm just kidding. A tie the the first given. thing that I would buy is definitely a dog. Aww. <laughs> just, and because I would know that I would have lots of money to take care of it and build a bigger fence. What and kind? I'd probably... Well, if I won the lottery, I guess I could buy any dog that I want. Right. It would probably be either an Ozark Mountain Dog, which is a cross between a Great Pyrenees and a Bernese Mountain Dog. Uh-huh. So, like, just a, just big, a big dog of hair. dog of hair with very adorable coloring. Aww. Or a corgi. <laughs> <laughs> a corgi. I highly recommend having one of each. One yeah. big dog of Oh, yeah, little. you got it. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> But to our question about the scripture and specifically this day in our liturgical calendar, Tara, today is Good Friday and our passage is what we take from that day. What is this day about and why do we as Christians call it good? So this is the day of Jesus's death and it is good because in God's own way, this is what leads to the redemption of all humanity. Um, so this is a, a salvific uh, act, right? This is about salvation. And so we call that good because of what it means for all of humanity. But it's really hard to see. For some reason, I just thought about this. But when I was um, <laughs> first out of seminary at my first church, the first Good Friday I preached, my kids were small. Hannon was probably seven. And so Ryan was five. Um, maybe even younger than that. But anyway, I don't remember what happened, but Hannon went with me to the Good Friday service and mm-hmm. sat. Um, and when I'm preaching, I look at her and the poor baby is like crying. And I felt simultaneously like the best preacher and worst mother ever. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, to hear the story of Jesus's suffering and death is so hard, but yeah. it is such good news for all of us who have tried to earn our way into grace and couldn't do it. I think... That's just a beautiful point. I think of, you know, one of the criticisms that I've heard from uh, friends about the church, you know, or at least the church that they grew up in is, you know, there's no space for me to be sad or there's no space to bring my grief. And I'm like, well, here Hello. is here <laughs> is one for you to bring everything yeah. uh, to the cross. Yeah. Uh, here, here is, it, here is um, a, a day where we bring all our brokenness um, and all our loss and confusion and we bring it to the cross where Christ gave uh, himself for us and 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 we know the grace that comes with that um, it's it's really good news <laughs> yes it is really good news and you know there is only one requirement for resurrection and that is death mm. I mean, that's why it's good news, right? Mm-hmm. Because we know the Easter story. We know where we're going. Um, but on that day, for those who were there at that time, it would have been completely unimaginable. This is one where, um, this is one of those moments in our history where I love that it is both so highly individual and so highly global um of of this is Christ dying specifically for me as a human being Brett Goodman uh, in this moment in time and this is Christ dying for every human being that has lived and will continue to live and the world that we live in and all its beauty and all its brokenness um and and trying to hold 
both of those things and trying to comprehend it and having not the mental capabilities to do it. <laughs> you know, that's funny because ha- having grown up in the South, um, where the Bapt- Anabaptist tradition has such a um, influence, mm-hmm. um, I think that we are very clear on the personal part mm-hmm. and we often forget that this is actually about all of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love to hear you say that because it is important to remember that, yes, it's your faith. But it's also God working out God's purposes for all of creation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just about you. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a <clears throat> Donald Miller's book, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years. He uses the analogy of um, our story of, of faith and our relationship with God um, is, is important. It's it's like a tree. Uh, it's a, it's a beautiful tree, uh, and we are one tree that makes up a forest mm-hmm. of, of trees, uh, and in that forest. Uh, there's life and vitality of the trees being together. Uh, and I just love that analogy. Yes. And I think it runs against, um, it goes against the human grain to think also that someone else's flourishing does not diminish me. Hmm. Um, you know, the great act that Christ does on the cross is for the flourishing of everyone. And someone else flourishing does not diminish my relationship with God or hmm. anyone else. Hmm. So... With that, we will leave with a quote from G.K. Chesterton. All the great groups that stood about the cross represent in one way or another the great historical truth of the time that the world could not save itself. And I can't either. I love old Gilbert. (laughs) He has a way. Um, Thank you all for being with us this day. If you are looking for a place to worship this evening, You can go to our website and watch the service at 7 p.m. or on our YouTube page afterwards. And if you're looking for a place to worship online for Easter, you can go to the same place. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.